The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. into another Tuesday edition of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Haley Sutton alongside my girls, Aisha Morrison and Jess Navarez. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in so long. We had the bye week. Uh, I missed you guys. I miss talking football. We had a couple of guys fill in uh, last week when we did the switcheroo. I know you guys were on different shows as well, but there's nothing like bringing the girls back Mm -hmm. for Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Mm -hmm. The girls are back in town. Yeah, I got separation I think it was. anxiety. I was, I was hurting. I was like, this is, it was, what is this? I felt so clingy. I was texting Aisha, because I knew you were out of town, so I was texting Aisha, and I was like, girl, I miss you. Like, it's only Friday. I, I, was, trying so, look, 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 I was trying so hard not to, bar, bother, not to bother Haley. I, I know, like, me too. What you doing? I know, but I was like checking her social media. I was like, what are they, what yeah. are they up to? What is she eating? Yeah. She, that pizza looked phenomenal. I loved you girlies, but my phone was on Do Not Disturb. As, As it should be. The moment I walked out of this building until the moment I walked back in. As it today. should be. So As it should be. Thank you. We Jazzy. love a good beep. Uh, really quick, how'd we spend our bye week? Jess. Packing for the move that happened this morning. So yay. Good. I love that for me. We love a new space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now just now to unpack and, you know, get, Make it home. get used to all the things. Yeah. Good. But it's all good stuff. All fresh starts, new vibes, new decor. Guys, I'm about to live my best life after today. <laughs> we love it. I'm just tired today. <laughs> Aisha, my girl, how'd you spend the bye week? Um, so, ain't no, listen, ain't nobody tell me, <laughs> ain't nobody tell me that when the football season started, I wasn't going to have no life. <laughs> and um, Welcome. It's, I mean, I, I'm telling you, just being in this building this last couple months, I've gained so much respect for um, the people that do this at a high level or the writers, everyone involved, because it's a commitment, yo. It's a commitment. And the bye week I spent regrouping, quite <laughs> yeah. honestly. I mean, because as you, you know, me and Jess, like, we started this, you know, this immediately was a very, you know, sporadic thing. We weren't prepared for it. So yeah. I've just been trying to get my life together. I cleaned my house, <laughs> did laundry, me and my kids danced in the house, you know. And by kids, I mean my dogs. It was a good time. <laughs> called me at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> or Saturday. No, Everybody needed Friday. to regroup and get our stuff together. So. It's healthy. It's Whatever you have to do to, you know, get your mind clear, take some time for you, whether it looks like staying home with your animals, your fur babies, taking a trip, eating some good food, no matter what you have to do, you always have to take care of yourself. And I think the bye week was a good week for everybody, including the players, to do just that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like I said, I did the same. I went out of town with my sweet boyfriend who treated me to a wonderful trip to Chicago where literally all we did was eat food. So It looked amazing. Oh, it was so good. And I want to say to anybody that is a deep dish pizza hater, like... <laughs> You're silly. Because yeah, because you, you are deep prepping. Deep dish pizza is so good. And I tried to go into it with like a, you know, like no preconceived notions. Just mm. go in and have the pizza. And like, I don't care if you think it's lasagna. I don't think if it you call it bread with sauce, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's 
delicious. Do people really hate pizza? Any go, kind of pizza? Go look at my tweet that I tweeted about it. And I need so many this. people in the comments were like, why would you eat that? One guy's like, that's trash. But pizza, pizza is pizza. Yeah, you cannot. So good. Oh, man. No, it is right. heavy. Like, I will say, it is heavy. We were only, I literally ate two and was like full for the rest of the day. So, like, it is heavy. Uh, but it's delicious. So 10 out of 10 would recommend Chicago. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend deep dish pizza. I there you go. I like it. Uh-oh. I know y'all been trying Girl, to come we at were, me we for were doing my so pumpkin good. spice. <laughs> for my pumpkin Girl, spice. I don't like deep You dish had no pizza. friendship red flags. <laughs> there it is. You might have one now. Dang. <laughs> over, over something we don't even have access to on a regular basis. You just going to X me out? Not I could X. make some. Not X, but you're on notice. Okay, yellow flag. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that's Jess's not at penalties. Oh, All right, God. back to the football talk. Take a shot. <laughs> uh, so good. We're all feeling refreshed. We're all feeling ready as the Cowboys get set for uh, their next game against the Packers. It'll be Mike McCarthy's first time to face his former team. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. We also have a special guest joining us as it is Tuesday, so we'll chat with our special guest in the second block. But the biggest news, I think, that is circulating around Cowboys Nation right now uh, is somebody who has made an impact on this franchise for <laughs> that iconic one-handed Girl. catch in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and his potential to be signed to the Dallas Cowboys. There's been rumors about it for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Mike McCarthy flirting with the idea. Jerry flirting a little bit harder with the <laughs> idea. Uh, so let's just listen real quick on what he had to say on the fan this morning. Uh, as I see us going forward, uh, that's... Uh, 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 that could uh, basically dictate uh, just how aggressive we are in free any type of additions that we have here with our receivers. Uh, on the other hand, Odell is someone that uh, uh, we have all the appreciation in the world for what he is as a competitor. Uh, and uh, uh, I know that uh, uh, the Cowboy star on that uh, helmet, when he puts it on, uh, uh, could look pretty good. Mm. So the Cowboys star on his helmet could look pretty good. Now, I want to give some context really quick because I didn't tee this up very good. Before he started talking about Odell, uh, he was asked how impressed he was or how happy he was uh, with the current wide receiver core. And he was very complimentary. Uh, he mentioned uh, how CeeDee Lamb has really stepped up in that wide receiver role. Michael Gallup improves every single week. Uh, so, I mean, he's been really pleased with the group that he has of late. He talked about the tight ends also being successful. But... You can never have too much good. So Odell Beckham, he's been rehabbing since tearing that ACL back in February during the Super Bowl. Uh, he's reportedly close to being clear. Uh, Mike McCarthy saying that he was a huge fan of his uh, yesterday in his press conference. So my question to you ladies, uh, how much of an impact, if at all, does Odell Beckham make on this wide receiver group? Oh, I think that he makes an, I mean, maybe not an immediate impact, but his that's the threat of him on the field, I think is going to mean something to this offense moving forward. Also, too, you're looking for um, someone to work that inter intermediate, intermediate stuff, uh, slot work, stuff like that. And I would hope that he would still have some of that speed and that ability off the line of scrimmage. I also think that this is, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're, you know, we're going to get into if he, if we think that he fits here, but I think that. When you look at all of the logistics, the uh, cap space, all that stuff, it makes sense. It seems like it is definitely doable if it's there, and it would benefit this team moving forward with a young receiver core. Also, 
Um, I'm curious to see what happens with uh, Noah Brown. What's going on with him? I know he was dealing with that foot injury last game, missed last game. I wonder if the depth there concerning whether if he's going to play or not is going to play any play any role in the decision. So I'm, y'all, I'm a little nervous. Like y'all know, <laughs> I and I already told you, I'm very open. I get the BGs when this type of stuff is going on. Like, what's going on here? Not the BGs. At least I'm honest about it. It happens to the best of it, us. It does. It does. It does. It's okay. But, you know, I, I want to go off of what you said, too, because I think a lot of the conversation that has surrounded CeeDee Lamb in the wide receiver one role is that he's not respected across the league. Sure. And I think when you have somebody like OBJ, who you don't even have to say his name. You say OBJ, and people know who you're talking about. He's well-respected. He is a player that opposing defenses will prepare for specifically. That might even open up some of that or take less of the coverage off of CD to give him more of that opportunity to prove himself you know as wide receiver one so I think if it's affordable if it is doable and both parties can reach a mutual agreement whether that be a long term long term or short short term uh, solution long term short term it, that was, <laughs> it's been a long day um if if both of those parties can do that why not? I, I mean, really, I think Odell as a player is somebody who is well-respected for many reasons. Again, you talked about the infamous catch. Oh, man, how I would love nothing more than to see Odell have one of those catches with a star on his helmet. Like Jerry said, he would look good already, but he would look <laughs> even better making one of those catches in a Cowboys uniform this time. And Mike McCarthy, um, <clears throat> I don't know if he mentioned it, but I know Joe Wood Jr. was with yeah. Odell in mm-hmm. um, in when he was with the Browns. And if you know Joe Witt Jr., he is hard-nosed, he's tough, he is not so much, uh, I guess, what people would consider opposite of Mike, of Mike McCarthy with the, the players coach type thing. He has a very um, specific way to his approach. So if he speaks highly or says that he feels like you know, Odell maybe is a good addition, then I think that that would be uh, a credible source to go to also, too, that there's people in this locker room who've experienced him in his latter Mm -hmm. years is important. I also think, too, you know, the conversation surrounding Odell can turn very negative very quickly, and and that's based off of actions that he has had in his past. What What I don't like about that conversation is it puts players in a box to only be one person, mm-hmm. and as humans, we're allowed to grow, we're allowed to mature as time goes on. That. that goes for football players. It doesn't just go for people. It doesn't just go for your friend next to you. It doesn't just go for a family member. It goes for those players, too. Just because they're football players doesn't mean they're stagnant to be in this little box of, you know, being problematic or however people are wanting to describe him. Because I think Odell has matured. I think, you know, all of the things, the infamous events that you can name off that people try to scrutinize him to to this day, that was an immature, younger version of Odell. Because really, in the last few years, what headlines has he brought up that that are problematic and could be an issue for this locker room morale in this team? I think it's just, for me personally, I hate seeing the scrutiny behind Odell's name because, again, it's putting a player in a box that you're not giving them a chance to show otherwise. And I don't think he's had to show anything because I, I think clearly you haven't seen his name in headlines telling you he's matured already. So Yeah, he is a little bit of a drama queen, but sometimes it's okay to be a little dramatic. I'm speaking about myself. Uh, it's okay <laughs> to be a little bit dramatic. Uh, I put a Twitter poll out earlier in the day that uh, to Cowboys fans. I said, do the Cowboys get better with OBJ on the roster? And a whopping 82.9% said, of course. 
17.1% said meh. That's 130 votes throughout the day. So thank you guys for participating in that. Uh, and Aisha, you mentioned uh, as far as like where he fits in. And I, I, want, I want you to dive deeper in that. Do you think he fits in with this group? Because to me, uh, he's almost, in my opinion, a hybrid of what Michael Gallup and CD both bring to the table. Uh, so where does he fit if he fits at all? I just think that he's a uh, right now you're looking for a QB friendly receiver is that when your receiver when your quarterback is in a bunch he's rolling to his left rolling to his right things aren't going right a guy's just going to be able to make a play when he needs it and also just understands the moment. Um, I, I, I know that we talk about like Odell's explosiveness, which is I, I also think is going to help out this offense because you're seeing eight nine man boxes um, depending on, you know, a lot of people are committing to stopping the run. Hey, if you got an Odell out there, maybe you, you know, maybe you don't do that. Maybe you say, you know, maybe we do need a DB in coverage. And then as you talked about, Jess, um, CD is getting bracketed in, in different parts of the game. That's going to take pressure off of him and allow him to play loose. I just think that the middle of the field work could really open up this offense more and just knowing that there's a guy on the other side of the field that can break things open. You know, it's, there's, again, we talk about the respect factor. Yeah. And, Odell is a guy, we talk about it every week, you talk about it where it's like <coughs> people are naming specific names like Micah, this guy, this guy. Odell's mm -hmm. one of those guys that no matter what, like coming off ACL, whatever the case may be, you want to account for him in your offense and just adding another thing for somebody to account to count on, account for in this offense I think is important so this it can open up more as they progress. I also think something that people can't say about Odell is that he's not passionate about what he does. Sure. You absolutely see that passion passion flowing out of him every single time he's on the field, every single time he's playing. I mean, I can't recall a game that I've watched Odell play that I'm like, oh, that guy doesn't want to be there. You know, and I, I think that kind of mentality could really mesh in well with the mentality in this building, because you look at the guys that they talk the talk, they walk the walk. I mean, we, we see the guys in the locker room every week. We hear from them. They all have this kind of mentality of they want to be here. They want to compete. They want to compete together. I really think Odell wouldn't be disruptive to that whatsoever. Yeah, it'll be interesting, too, as well. Uh, as he rehabs from injury, a couple injuries that we are paying attention to. Uh, Jerry Jones telling us this morning that Zeke should be good to go on Sunday. Uh, he'll be working through practice. Uh, but he should be back. Uh, I think one of you mentioned James Washington. If not, maybe it was on the brain. Yeah, so James Washington, um, I believe it was Mike McCarthy on Monday in his press conference that said they are looking at him this week, so end quote. Activating so. that 21-day practice window. Yep. So possibly they want to see what he can do before they go any further with Odell. Yes, uh, we never know. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Um, and then Sam Williams and Malik Hooker both should be good to go. They both picked up some injuries uh, during the Lions game, so a good two weeks gave them some rest, and so they should all – uh, be good to go as well. So um, last thing I want to say about Odell before we take our first break, uh, and Jess, you kind of mentioned this too, just or both of you did really, just the respect factor. Uh, and I, I find it interesting, something that I've learned about Jerry Jones is that he is mysterious, <laughs> but also obvious at the same mm. time. Like he's very good at painting his words in a way to where like you kind of know what he's saying. Right. 
but you kind of are like, wait a minute. Uh, and I think he really did that this morning with Odell. He talked about, you know, coming off of injury. Is that a concern when you have two wide receivers now who are coming off of ACL injuries with both him uh, and Michael Gallup? Should you join or should you add Odell uh, to the mix? And he said, you know, like, look at his resume. Look at his track record. He's done this before with the Rams. Um, so just an interesting little nugget there. He talked about dealing with past adversity. Uh, so who knows? We could see Odell in Cowboys blue. Yeah, yeah. and I also want to point out, too, that at the uh, during that same interview on The Fan, Jerry said, we may or may not get something done as far as an additive on the receiver court, but if we don't, I like where we are. So, again, you, going back to your point, just reminded me of how he, in one sentence, said, hey, he could look good in a, in a helm- with a helmet with a star on it, and then... The next, you know, was basically Meh. like, but if we don't get it, we don't get it. I'm like, no, give us more. <laughs> I also think that Jerry has a lot of faith in what this training staff can do as well. Like, yeah. By getting him in the building, getting him looked at. And if, this, if the Cowboys training staff, who has won awards and accolades, if they okay him, I think that he there's confidence in his ability. But also, he's coming from... He's played on, you know, a couple of different teams. He's had to be integrated. He got integrated into a Rams offense that, to me, is one of the more complex in the in the well, less now, but but before, you know, more complex in the NFL, and was able to pick up on that midseason and actually be a contributor. So, you know, some people are worried about him coming in and not knowing the playbook. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand that part of things, but this is a season vet. Right. Yep. This is a season yep. vet. Just like we looked at, you know, what um, Hankins, like he can just come in and you can place him there and he'll get it as he goes. Right. So. Yep. Jerry mentioned that as well. Bringing in a guy who could be integrated very quickly. So we are currently on Odell Beckham watch. But while we do that, we're going to take our first break here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. When we come back, though, we have a very special guest joining us in our Tuesday hot seat. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw Dating. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We've got our special guest coming in in just a few minutes. She's running a few minutes behind, but 
we'll go to Jess first. Yeah, let's talk about some single game tickets because it's not too late to get some. Limited tickets for the remaining home games of the 2022 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available now. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium, for more information. Please, please take advantage of that because I think there's nothing more special than a home game that has a home field advantage, right? Where the crowd is going wild and everything is, you, you just know when fans show up to these games. You can just feel yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think that it obviously makes for a better atmosphere as well for the players. My favorite part, yep. uh, not to go backwards, but my favorite part uh, of last week's game against Chicago when um, Zeke was on the sidelines was that the video camera or the video board camera kept going to Zeke who was like yeah. standing up on the bench yeah. and he's like <laughs> throwing around his rally down and I just couldn't help but every time they went to him I'm like sir please get down like, <laughs> you have a bum knee you're not in the game for a reason yep. um so we will hopefully see him back on Sunday in what will be Mike McCarthy's return to Green Bay uh he spoke yesterday it was very clearly an emotional topic for him. Uh, he didn't want it to be. Um, but he mentioned several times in there that he was going to be vulnerable. He mentioned that he wasn't going to be that vulnerable. Uh, but I think that's special whenever you get a head coach who isn't afraid to uh, show their feelings, show that emotional side to it. And, you know, with good reason, too. He spent 13 seasons there in Green Bay. He's a lot of history there. His wife's family's from there. His kids grew up there. Uh, he's got a street named after him. And, uh, I know he didn't go too, too, too deep into it, but, I mean, just how special do we think this is going to be for Mike to go back to Green Bay? Oh, 100%. I think he can paint it out as, as you know, it's it means a little more, but it's not that big of a deal. But here's the thing. It's a big deal for the players who are playing for Mike because you even heard J. Ron Curse talk about it yesterday. Tyler like, we want to we, we win for our coach. And, and you know, Mike McCarthy can play it off, but that doesn't mean that the guys don't have his back and that they don't want to win extra for for Mike. And, uh, you know, just maybe give him the game ball. It's like, there you go. And then give him the game ball and say, so was it a catch? Did, did Des catch it? <laughs> uh, see if that changes his mind a little bit. But I think it's special. I think these kind of games, the headlines write themselves. The, the stories really write themselves for this. Um, when you've spent that much of your life with such significant life events happening within that period of time, you know, having his family there, having his wife, you know, who was raised there and, and all of those kind of very – monumental moments in their life happen of course it's naturally going to be a more emotional time for Mike McCarthy and um you know kind of reminiscent kind of a bittersweet for him but I really don't think in any way shape or form is it going to be a negative distraction I think Mike McCarthy is the kind of person that's going to push him to push a little bit harder you know to make sure that win's solidified yeah, we talked about it yesterday. It's not just him, right? It's not just him. You got Al Harris. You got Joey mm -hmm. Jr. Yep. I think he said there's a total of 10, 10 gentlemen that are on this coaching staff that are returning to you know to Lambeau. So it means something to them, too, I'm sure. But I also think it means something, like I said, it means something for this team as well to get over this this Green Bay hump, right? It's yeah. like this, for some reason, this team is always, you know, given a lot of um, the fan base and stuff pause. And I think it's important for them to go up there and make a statement and show, you know, this is, hey, this is the new, this is kind of how the NFC is going now. It's <laughs> a little different out here, right? You know, and I think it's important for them to establish themselves that way. 
We are going to get back to Green Bay, but I think Jazz is going to bring in our special guest. Here she Ooh. is, everyone. Drum roll, please. <laughs> we are so excited. <laughs> we are so excited, as Jess just said, our Tuesday hot seat here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. By the way, I just named that right now. So, uh, can we that. can we mark that? That was beautiful. <laughs> Tuesday hot seat. Uh, this week we are so excited to have Audrey Westcott, our social media coordinator upstairs. And Audrey, I see you doing so much work. I work with you on a couple of different pieces too. Uh, so thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to hop on with us. Um, this is your second season. Uh, so I want to open up the floor to you just to get started, just your journey so far and kind of some of the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. We got that much time? Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I am born and raised in El Paso, so shout out to the 915, have okay. to get that in there. Um, but my journey has been a long one. Started out in collegiate athletics, a lot of stops at UTEP, Georgetown, Chattanooga, Purdue. And then right when COVID hit, just, you know, I saw a posting with the Cowboys and I was like, you know what? Closed mouths don't get fed, so Dang. if you don't Yolo. try out, yeah. <laughs> um, so I tried it out, and luckily, you know, everything went smoothly, and, you know, before I knew it, I was here. So it's been a great journey, for sure. Tell us a little bit about, like I said, I know you have a long list of things, but just the, the things that you do throughout the day that help keep our fantastic Dallas Cowboys social media pages up and running. You are very nice. <laughs> um, honestly, it's different every day. Like right now, I literally just came back. Um, I met Anthony Brown and his wife. They did a voting video. They were out voting and just encouraging everyone to get out there. So honestly, it's Different day to day, we get in, we kind of check. We've got a, a monthly calendar where we know, you know, what's coming down month to month, what's coming down week to week, and then day to day. And then from there, we break it down. We've got a staff of four as of right now, so we break it down. We've got um, Ian King as our copywriter, so he kind of leads the posting. Then we have Brandy King and Marissa Ricketts, and they kind of help me cover different events, pulling content. We're kind of just helping collect everything and shifting it to Ian. And it's a well-oiled machine as of right now. <laughs> and so you had talked about how you had a lot of collegiate sports, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in your background. Did you ever think that you would end up working for the Dallas Cowboys? Funny enough, I did. There you go. Um, knock on wood, manifest <laughs> it. Um, my very first Cowboys game as a fan was, I believe it was 2016. It was a Christmas game against the Eagles, and I was just talking to my mom about this yesterday. We play the Eagles Christmas Eve Aww. this year, so she's like, you really have come full circle. You yep. know, I've got pictures that Facebook reminds me, and it's like, Aww. you know, watching so the boys, sweet. and so to sweet. be here, it's so real sometimes. Actually, had the exact same thing like my yeah. Facebook memories be it'd be sending me like I'm just I was literally just ranting about football in like 2012 and it's like oh okay you know leading it but I wanted to ask you okay so I know during playoffs time it gets mm -hmm. a little crazy obviously last year you had playoffs how does how crazy does the media stuff get for playoffs time? Like, oh, it, girl. <laughs> I am fired from playoffs. Yeah, you might as well I'm start praying, it, preparing but... right now. Fun fact, our whole social team got COVID last playoffs. Oh, so man. we're literally prepping before we could not be together. So a lot of Zoom calls, calling each other. What's this? What's, what's this? We were all in different meetings. Um it's kind of like the season packed into one week because you're playing game by game, right? So it's like you have brand new set of sponsor requirements, 
updating player content. It literally, I probably didn't sleep that week very much. <laughs> and that's why I asked. I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it gets crazy. So we're ready for it, though. I welcome it. You know, I hope it. Hope we have a few more. I weekends. love that for you. You're prepared this time. <laughs> I am. And you know what I really, really love is so when we first met, um, it was because I went upstairs. We're in the social media area, and I was wearing a Miha Yes You Can shirt, which is yes. a nonprofit from El Paso. And a little voice turns around and is like, "Are you from El Paso?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and so you know, coming from a smaller area, El Paso, obviously a larger city than Las Cruces, but um, sister cities, essentially, right there, right next to each other. But, um, you know, what is your advice to maybe those small town girls or boys even that think that this dream may be too big for them to work for the Dallas Cowboys or to do social media for a pro sports team? It's a great question. It is. And honestly, I think you answered it. It's dream big. It's like, don't ever think you are too small or any dream is too big for you to achieve. Like, we with social media now resources are literally in the palm of our hands like mm-hmm. connect reach out to people like even if you feel like man i've reached out to 500 people and it's just not going it just takes one it honestly just takes one so dream big plan big just do it all big that's my biggest advice yeah i love that i love that so much Audrey, how important has social media become, not just to, you know, us as persons, but uh, really to organizations as a whole? Oh, it's it's skyrocketed to the top. You know, (laughs) sponsors are calling us and they're like, we want social, you know, broadcast radio. It's all still very important and it's, you know, engraved. But social media is kind of making its own wave now and people are wanting that athletes are recognizing like, hey, I have a platform and this is worth something, whether it's, you know, monetary or if it's just, you know, to give yourself a voice, elevate certain platforms, like people are just realizing this little device connects us, you know, all around the world. So it has a huge impact right now. It's it's never going to end. So (laughs) as long as we keep it positive, you know, it'll be worth it. Endless content ideas. Endless content ideas. What is your favorite part of this job? I mean, you're constantly, like you said, you have a month-to-month calendar of things constantly going on. You're at events. You're shooting things with players. Uh, I saw it when Post Malone was here. You were out there with him shooting all of the content. You know, what is your favorite part or what has been your favorite memory so far? Honestly, I've had a lot of great memories. Like Post Malone, I'm a big Post Malone fan. So I literally, I think I went up to him and I was like, I'm a big fan. And I'm like, oh, don't say those things. You're working. Uh, But honestly, it's, you know, it's seeing, it's coming into work and seeing people, you could tell they're on vacation or in for a weekend. And they're just so amazed by stuff at the star, stuff at the stadium. And you're just like, you know, that's who we do it for. Like, yes, I love working with the athletes. I love helping share their message. But, you know, Cowboys Nation is the reason why we're here and we do it all for them. So just seeing them so happy and take it in, like, that really, it's cheesy, but it warms my heart. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's okay. Cheesy. It's okay. It's not <laughs> cheesy at all. It's so true. And it's, it's uh, important, I think, that everybody hears you say that because social media is one of the harder jobs that I think gets so un- so underappreciated, mostly because everybody has social media these days. So everybody thinks they can run a social media oh, account yes. and run it effectively, which is not the case, uh, as you know. But so much respect for everything you do and uh, the, the team does, really. I mean, it's yeah. so much work that y'all are constantly doing. So uh, 
awesome stuff too. Oh my goodness. Some of those videos, I'm like, dang, y'all are creative. Yeah, that's where I was going to go next. Is there a project that you've worked on and not just this year, but in your two years being here, is there a project that you've worked on where you're like, I am so excited and I am so proud that we put this out? That one's hard, but I actually got a note. Um, our community relations team reached out to me to let me know that the NFL um, re- was really praising a community project we did last year. So in the spring, um, Fort Worth ISD kicked off their women's football inaugural mm-hmm. season. So uh, most of the games were played at AT&T. The championship was held at AT&T. So we did like player profiles. We did like a Cowboys cam with the girls to start off with. And they said that the league reached out and, you know, they're using us as the guide of like, hey, this is how you should That's do awesome. it. That's um, awesome. Yep. That so great. just knowing like, you know, those girls were making history and we were able to help elevate their message and the league is recognizing it. So they're actually going to showcase those videos on a show on Nickelodeon. Oh, cool. So yeah, those oh. girls are going to get, you know, some extra limelight, which is happy because, you know, they they were awesome to work with. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, that is beautiful. And that... That is the embodiment of, I think, what we look for on Girls Talk, Boys Talk is to empower women, especially in this industry that is so male dominated that you can do anything. You can do everything and anything. You know, no dream is too big, like you said. So I I love that. I know. These always make me want to cry. Last question for me. um, What are the challenges that you battle every day the fans. <laughs> or just not <laughs> eagles fans <laughs> um you know um that's one of the things is winning makes things a lot easier you know <laughs> fans are happy they are more receptive um when we're not you know doing so hot or if fans aren't agreeing with you know where the organization is going our fan base is very very verbal and then on top of that like yeah. you said the eagles fans the you know 49ers the washington commanders those fan base pay attention to what we do so they're always setting up like mm. messages that can just be reoccurring and you're just like oh, oh my goodness but yeah just to the fans the social media team does you know read messages and comments from time to time so <laughs> yeah. appreciate so, it. so be kind <laughs> yeah. be kind to know that there are faces behind everything yeah. you see on social media and uh don't lean leave pointless mean comments yeah you know what's so Ugh. funny too uh, as we wrap this segment up it's funny that you bring that up i i like to keep a tab on how our our show is doing like on Twitter. So I always have the feed pulled up. And as you said that I'm reading through the comments and all these weirdos are like, no one watches this. Why would anybody watch this? Uh, <laughs> it's like you're watching like, it right now. No? Yeah, like, people are watching yeah, right. Like footballs for men only. Um, so shout out to you guys for boosting us. Actually, when you comment, yeah, uh, yes. for you get a little thank bit you. more. So thank you guys so much for giving your two cents that we didn't ask for. Um, <laughs> it helps but, us. Um, it does. <laughs> no, it is important. I think to recognize that, you know, that's one of my big mantras in this industry is that the reason why I got into it is because football players and athletes in general are people first Mm -hmm. I always try and remind people of that like these guys go home to their families or their dog or whatever it is that they go home to and they do the things that everybody else does so it is important to recognize the hard work that you do because like I said I see you running around all day every day in and out of meetings (laughs) and constantly coordinating with stuff and so I know this is just your second season but you are crushing it so appreciate it well thank you guys Audrey Westcott social media coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys Audrey thank you so much for joining us pay attention to her content on social and we will wrap up the show when we come back on Girls Talk Boys Talk Thank you, guys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. 
That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. to Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We are powering through this election Tuesday, which, by the way, get out and vote, people, if you haven't already. Yes. We are wrapping up our show here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and we are going to our official commercial reader, Jess Navarez. Okay, let's talk. NFL Plus, and it is here, which means no matter where you are, what you're doing, who you're with, whatever the case is, this is how you football. Get live, local, and primetime regular and postseason games, important if you're a Cowboys fan to note that one on your phone, tablet, game replays and more. Go to plus.nfl.com and start your free trial of NFL Plus today. All right, thank you so much, Jess. Before we were joined by Audrey, uh, we were talking about this upcoming matchup with Green Bay and the Cowboys, and obviously we'll break it down uh, as we move through the week. But uh, just on the outside looking in, this is not the Packers team of old. It's very clear they're struggling offensively. They are 3-6 and six on the season, a five-game losing streak that was uh, eclipsed by a loss to the worst, statistically worst, defensive team in the league last week to the Lions. Uh, they have struggled without Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers does not look like himself. He threw three picks last week, two of which were in the end zone. All of that to say that they are pretty good at beating the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers, 7-2 and two as a starter versus the Cowboys. In eight games, he's thrown for 1,940 yards, 11 touchdowns, and just one interception. And it gets worse. The Cowboys are just 2-11 and 11 at Lambeau Field. But... This is a different Cowboys team this year. They are looking good. They're looking strong. Mike McCarthy's first time facing his former team. Uh, What's working in the Cowboys' favor in this one? I mean, I think a lot of things are working in the Cowboys' favor. (laughs) Um, I mean, they're just a better team right now as it stands. You know, um, Green Bay's gotten hit with the injury bug real bad. Uh, Batiari went down. I think they had Eric Stokes, cornerback, um, Romeo Dubs. I mean, they they lost quite a few guys. And even though Aaron Jones possibly is coming back, um, it sounds like his x-rays were clear and whatever. Even though he's coming back, he's still hobbled. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys defensive line, 
against that offensive line and what they're having going on with their secondary. I just think that the Cowboys are a better team right now, and I understand a lot of the anxiety uh, that goes into going to Lambeau and the crowd noise and all that stuff, but um, I'm just not going to let that get in the way of what I see, and this is <laughs> not a very good team right now. A-Rod. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Yo, it's just, I mean, because, I, I get, like I said, like Cowboys fans to me have such like a panic when you're going against some of these teams because they've just, I mean, Green Bay has ruined your playoff hopes multiple years. Mm-hmm. So I get it. But then we have to really, you know, look at what this team is right now. I haven't even looked at a full game, and I feel like I don't know if I have to with the Packers because you kind of know what they are right now. So um, I just think the Cowboys know who they are. Um, if you looked across the NFL this uh, on the bye week, that's what I noticed this bye week is it looks like a lot of teams in the NFL right now are looking for their identity. I think it's important that the Cowboys know who they are right now. And something that we talked a lot about on this podcast weeks ago was September football mm-hmm. and how it looks very different come November, December, all the other months, right? But September football really being more preseason-like than regular season, even though it actually counts. What's interesting about that is – September football is when you're supposed to be playing your worst, right? Uh, Say that. I say that lightly, you know. The Packers, the wins that they have were against the Bears on week two, 27 to 10, the Bucks on week three, 14 to 12, and then week four, the Patriots 27 to 24. Which we need to mention that it was in overtime versus Bailey Zappi. There you go. You better knock it off. Because <laughs> that was petty. That, it's okay. I'm just saying. We that is a- true, though. It's true. Can we get me. that little noise, Jazzy? The ding. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I thought she wasn't going to give it to you. I know. I was like, oh, that's really awkward. Um, (laughs) But um, my point being is September football is you go back to even the Cowboys beginning of the season. Sky was falling. Cooper Rush was coming in. And everyone was saying, oh, well, this is actually pretty good for being in September and, and them not having their starting quarterback. At that point, Michael Gallup wasn't even in. And the Cowboys were still winning games. You're talking about a Packers team that has Aaron Rodgers, their starting quarterback in. Of course, they're plagued by injuries right now, but cannot win a game. It's been five weeks since the Packers have won a game. Yeah. Five weeks, people. That is, like, this many. I don't know if you can see. <laughs> That's a lot. And especially for Aaron Rodgers, it's just we have entered this multiverse of madness <laughs> in the NFL to where you look at these teams that are scary names for understandable reasons as Cowboys fans, and you you mark it as a loss automatically when you're at the beginning of the season and you're looking at the schedule. You can't tell me. Maybe like one in ten people mark that as a win on on their on their That's you know true. their predictions. That's true. Yeah. No one looked at looked at the schedule and was like, oh yeah, yeah Green Bay. Could- Everyone said, oh that is good. I'm so glad we have the bye week before because it's in Lambeau. <laughs> I mean, which yeah, uh, of course you want the bye week to be before and and. Get your get your healthy guy or your banged up guys more healthy. But the thing is, y'all, this team, it, it's kind of weird saying this, but the Packers are just not good. No, I, it's I, okay. You can say it. They're it, not good. They're I not said it. You can they're say not it. They're not good. They're three but, and six. They're not good. But Aaron Rodgers is missing Devontae. That's so weird to say. I, I really feel like we are in a weird multiverse of madness, but I love it. Let's stay here because any multiverse of madness 
that has the Packers with a losing record and the Cowboys with a winning one, I want to be there. I want to live there. <laughs> I want to. I want to stay here forever. No, it's, it's a what's what's going on with the Packers, man. Like it's also too. We look at this time of the year. You say like what you are is probably what you are. Yeah. Because it's past the trade deadline, right? It's not a lot of room for them to improve what they are right now. And I understand they've lost five games in a row. You you would say to yourself, ain't no way. Ain't no way they're going to lose six. Amen, say amen. Uh, I, I think with a lot of the, you know, the emotion behind the Cowboys going up there again, coming off this by maybe trying to make a point, this could be a rough game. Something too. Green. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Something too that uh, came up on Twitter today from Mike Poland, a fellow BTBer of mine. Hello, Mike. You love to see it. He says that's like a trademark thing that I need to trademark because I I'm apparently dead. just love to see everything. But uh, he tweeted that the Packers have scored 17.1 points per game this season, the sixth worst in the NFL. The Cowboys have allowed 16.6 PPG points per game this season, the third best in the NFL. So there's your little dose of more optimism if you needed past? more. Past interference? Yeah. No past interference. That's just your dose of optimism nah. as a Cowboys fan. They got to the red zone three times Thank last you, week. Jesse. Two drives within 10 yards, and he throwing picks at the goal line. Hicks, says. Aaron. Hicks. Aaron, who are you? Aaron, your team is in green. Aaron, what is happening uh, right now? We don't have to call out wearing green. I, I, <laughs> I was not on purpose. Yeah, I told I'm you so sorry. But, but now you're right, Jess, though. We, we are in that time, this weird time in the NFL, though, where it's like, Quarterback play and offensive line play are are down, and then what you also see defenses kind of making a comeback right mm-hmm. now because scoring is down more than it's so been. Bad. It's down more than it's been a long time yeah. for a long time. But I think a lot of this has to do with again the quarterback play and what you're getting from there. You see, it's a transitional period right now for these young guys to take the next step, and then also to offensive line play mm-hmm. is when I tell you the bye week had me grateful. <laughs> just, just, just being straight up with you. Like, look at the Cowboys' offensive line, and then go look at the what what we saw on Sunday. And I was hurting. I was like, dang. Oh, I remember what that was like last year. I Girl, know what that feels me. like. Grateful. That's what I was over the bye week. Grateful. I don't have those problems. <laughs> we are grateful for good offensive lines. We are grateful <laughs> that we all have voted. Yep. So make sure we well, did. Other side, babe. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't have my sticker. I'm sorry. Uh, this has been so fun. I'm so glad to be back on this show with you guys. We will be back tomorrow to continue to break down uh, this matchup as we count down to Mike McCarthy's return uh, to his alma mater, if you will. There you go. Uh, but that will do it for us here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. For Aisha and Jess, I am Haley, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?